0: Thank hey.
1: <coughs> coughing. <coughs> oh, shit. Off of this weed. Jersey Judah Red Pill Party Podcast. You know what? It's Man O's Fear Monday. And I think it's going to be a good one. I'm not in the best of mood. But I still have the information. I don't need the attitude. Wow, that little key rhymed. Damn, son. Anyway, once again... It's another week, man, and this is going to be a tough one for me. Smoking this little blunt that I have. Going to be putting it out every 10 minutes so I can get high and and feel sane. You know, we live in a fucked up society. and It's funny, like, I I used to, and I still do, I make fun of bitches that's on um, uh, antidepressants. Because y'all have that support system that we as men do not have. Right? You can be completely out of your fucking mind as a woman, and you can still expect a high-value man, and then you'll have bitches in their head agreeing with you. That's just the fucking truth, man. You know, for us men, well, <laughs> easier said than done, right? I smoke a fucking joint. I smoke a blunt here and there. And I thought to myself, you know, I am self-medicating. But I'm not really losing my mind over this shit. I'm not losing that much money. You know, I'm still making ends meet. But at the same time, um, you know, like everybody else, man, we we strive to be better. Every day we strive to be better. Some things that come along, like, test us. We're tested on a daily basis, man. And we have to come out triumphant if we don't. To the outside world or to the people who don't really know about what's going on this, oh, man, it must be something wrong with him, such and such. You know, we as men are dealing with a psychological, emotional, and mental incarceration. In this country, in Western civilization, it is a psychological, mental, and emotional incarceration of us men. It's the liberation of women, which is kind of funny. Because while women were so-called being liberated, a lot of these guys were just leaving. Right? And they said, well, there's something wrong with those guys. They must be virgins. They must not know how to talk to women. Okay. Psychological warfare 101. on one Emotional. It's emotional. We're in a we're in a emotional incarceration because as men, we can't openly express ourselves without the judgment of others, including men. Um a lot of guys will cape for women if they disagree with a man. And then they'll go along and say, yeah, that guy must be hurt. That guy must have been hurt in the past. Who's hurt him? Like I said before, this, the same shaming language used towards men by women are actually being used by other men. Soy boys and simps. And they feed off of, of the simps emotion as an emotional tampon. So the woman goes around him, bleeds all over her with her problems, her consideration. The guy feels like the guy feels like he's getting somewhere because he's knowing so much about her. Then come to find out she got another guy who she just fucks. She doesn't tell those guys her problems because they know that those guys don't give a fuck. I myself am definitely included in that category. But we got a jam packed show for you. Luckily, I was able to get on here before seven thirty. It's actually seven twenty five. I think I started seven twenty ish. We're not looking at nothing too long tonight. I still have some things that I have to do. Of course, you guys know I'm live at the job. Well, I'm not live, but at this moment, I am a live. Um, so yeah, man, we're gonna we got a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like honestly, like we have a lot of shit to discuss, and I'm really hoping we can get this shit. We can get through all of the videos. I wanted to go through the Kevin Samuels, Nicki Minaj video. I wanted to talk about why Kevin Shill is not a a shill. You know why Kevin Samuels is not a shill. Okay. This is just my opinion. I want to give a shout out too, man. Um, MGTOW Monk, Jesus, Hammerhand, the MGTOW Monk, man. I gotta give a salute. I said a salute, a salute, a salute. Horns any audience yes Hammerhand the MGTOW monk the MGTOW monk aka Hammerhand um I listened to six hours not really six hours sort of like four and a half to be total close to five five hours of his videos the Juggernaut series and the uh what was the other one uh ghosting uh ghost nation he has a compilation of all of his shit that he compiled together so i would really suggest the men out there especially those who are in the know right <laughs> go on youtube search hammerhand um like i said dude like he compiled 3 hour videos two 3 hour videos from what he was doing in the beginning he kind of created a compilation if you will. I have to sneeze right now. I hate that shit. Like you have to sneeze and you feel it coming but it's like fuck it. Anyway, he has a uh, I've been checking this shit out all day since uh 2 p.m. since I got into this hellhole called called the job. Uh and man, you talk about solid information. I mean, he points out a lot of the fuckery, man. A lot of these guys He's mentioning niggas I fuck with. I'm like, damn, I thought he was cool. Chill, chill. <laughs> I thought he was cool, nigga. I thought he was one of us. You got to blast him too? Damn, son. Tearing them niggas up. Hey, but look. I respect. I think Hammerhand is one of those guys that I respect the most, right? And it's because, number one, sincerity, is it, the, uh, the, the uh, seniority, right? You know, he's a guy who's a, he's a, he's up there when it comes to age, no disrespect, but he's more insightful and I believe he's more relatable than somebody like Kevin Samuels, in my opinion. Now I give credit where credit is due. I like, I think Donovan Sharp is good to an extent. I think everybody is good to an extent. I think the McDowell monk Hammerhand is good to an extent. One person doesn't really suit everybody. So that's why the manosphere is what it is. And then you'll have tropes that will that will claim MGTOW in the beginning, but then they drop the MGTOW and then they do more uh more of their type of PUA style content. And it's like, damn dude. I'm not mentioning names because this is towards more multiple people, and I don't really give a fuck, even if I wanted to mention names. That's just not really my my style. But yo, Hammerhand was pointing out a, a lot of the BS. It's like, are you really trying to help dudes? Or, or, or are you trying to profit? Perfect. These niggas just trying to profit. They trying to get that coin. They're trying to get that cash. That's what they want. You know what I'm saying? And <coughs> it's one thing to say, see, you gotta be careful when when you when you deal with niggas like this who say, yeah, I can't knock the hustle. Why not? Do you say that to the dope dealer? Do you say that to the crack dealer serving the community? See, that's see that's when the, the line gets drawn. And I think there's certain people, like I've stated before, hey, I respect these content creators. And it's like, if you feel that what you are doing is worth money, then do so. You should just be aware of the criticism and the highbrowling that's going to take place. See, niggas like myself, I. it's not that I don't respect the hustle. I respect the hustle. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's just, damn, bro, like, the intentions aren't good. I... I, I learned from Hammerhand directly, not directly, but I saw his video. It was, he went through this ad. I guess it was an ad or they're advertising a new convention that's supposed to be I'm pretty much, you know, the opposing side of 21 Studios. And it's like, dude, it's too late for all that. And it's such it's such hypocrisy because there were a lot of guys on there who were using this talking point. Like, oh, man, we've divided We've divided each other. We're supposed to be together in this community. And it's like, dude, it's too late for all that. The real is going to recognize the real at the end of the day. The fake is just trying to participate. But it just so happens that a lot of these dudes that are high up, they have that mindset where it's the next best thing, the highest bidder, the highest money, the highest amount of cash, and they're just as materialistic as these bitches. Imagine making millions of dollars somehow, right? And you're still like, see this goes back to what I've said, like poor people in this civilization will give rich people money. The poor people will make sure the rich stays paid while we'll go into bankruptcy. It's like the pastor, it's the same it's the same ideology that the pastor has. He'll come up with a story like, "Yeah, we gotta keep the lights on, you know. We gotta keep, we gotta keep water running here. So give what you got." <laughs> fuck y'all niggas. Fuck the black church. Fuck the church in general, dude. Like, straight up. Fuck. I've realized, like, as I've gotten older, the closer I've gotten to God, the further I was away from church, and the furthest I was away from people. When I generally am to myself. And by myself, I am grateful for that. And from that experience, like I said, I became more spiritual. So this has nothing to do with religious people in general. I just say, fuck the churches, fuck the structure, fuck the representation of it. If you want to worship your God the way that you feel that is comfortable, you should. You shouldn't have to give a pastor five or ten dollars to feel sanctified. (laughs) the fuck is wrong with these wicked ass niggas and see i'm no different i'm tainted by the world i'm wicked too i just carry myself differently i have a way of filtering the wickedness within me i've i've grown to be so disappointed it used to be i used to be disappointed in myself once i started making progress i'm like all right cool but then i'm like damn nobody else is like Nobody else is on board. It's just me out here with the red pill representation in my area. It's just me out here with the tower representation in my area. It's just me out here talking about the manosphere in my area. So then you figure out like, damn, you know, niggas call this shit the cheat code. I strongly disagree because is the harsh reality. Now you know, like, damn, I know I have all this information and all this knowledge. I've had I have conversations, I've had conversations with women about this shit before. I've had this conversation with a handful, matter of fact, about five women. And I think two of those women understood what I was saying, right? And it has nothing to do with like opposing women, it's just the nature and the behavior. That's been altered throughout the years. It's just getting out of hand. So dudes. Either a guy. Just completely loses his fucking mind. And I hope that doesn't happen with us men. But it is going to get very difficult. You guys complaining about the dating scene. It's not going to get any better folks. And I'm a real. I'm a realist. You know what I'm saying. I consider myself red pill. I respect and acknowledge MGTOW wholeheartedly. I was at one time opposed because there was a lot of uh, misunderstandings on my behalf that I owned up to. But I'm looking at it as the guys who don't understand this shit. The guys who are in their early twenties going into their mid twenties, who still believe that sugar and spice and everything nice is a representation of women, but that's not the case. So a lot of us men, we suffer in silence. We simply suffer in silence. In fact, to be quite honest with you, if it wasn't for this podcast, I would probably lose it. I deal with so many dysfunctional people, let alone women. I've gotten into like my fuck the world phase, like I usually get into. But it's actually the most spiritual and it's the most closest thing to God that I can get to without dying. Meaning... The fuck the world mindset is like when you hear the term fuck the world, you think, oh, that's negative. That's negative. It's not. If you look at it, if the, if the context is directed towards that person or towards that energy, then sure, it can be negative. But it's like fuck the world. Like when the Bible or when the book tells you you're supposed to be of this world or you're supposed to be in this world and not of this world, that's for a reason. For those who aren't spiritually inclined and those who aren't religious or whatever you want to consider it, I'll break it down. For me, fuck the world is like getting closer to what I need to accomplish and the shit that I can control. I can't control the world. We could be dealing with this Corona 19 thing for another five years and people just looked at it as if it's normal. Nobody's questioning this shit. Meanwhile, other states, it's like marijuana. Other states, they say, fuck the mask mandations and fuck the vaccines. We're not taking it. The state representatives say this shit. (coughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, So it's like, we live in chaos, bro. I want everyone who is listening to understand that we live in chaos. And a lot of us men who are already told to pretty much suffer in silence we are starting to speak out. We're starting to vocalize our frustrations. We are starting to talk about our differences as a people. I've been blessed to have different friends from different backgrounds and different walks of life. I didn't want to fall into the snare and I didn't want to fall for the bullshit, AKA identity politics. I'm not going to just identify with someone because he looks like me. I live an entirely different life. I grew up doing entirely different shit. I grew up around entirely different people who I was blessed to be around and to understand that there was something outside. (coughs) Excuse me. There was something outside of my community. There is someone outside of my community. Now, I can choose to grow up with that closed minded aspect and have sort of the small town syndrome to almost be institutionalized within my block or within where I live in my neighborhood, or I can extend the olive branch. Every now and then, man, we have to extend the olive branch. A lot of guys aren't going to be comfortable hearing this, right? A lot of guys, when they think about the red pill, they're thinking about something that's just exclusively about women, and these are the guys who are usually who fell for the snake oil salesman, the old PUA's, etc. These dating coaches and all this shit. And what's interesting to me is there's the revolt, right? And I believe I am the representation of that. I don't wave a flag. I don't. I don't say that I'm team this per se. Because there's a lot of niggas who claim that they're red pill and they're just bullshit artists, a.k.a. dating coaches at best. So when you hear niggas like myself, I'm on, un- I'm I'm a, un- a no nigga. And there's so many of us out there who have that voice. And hey, we're we're making the effort now. You know, we want to be a voice. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm not selling my shit. I'm not selling my information. I'm not selling any fucking thing. Because now I see what people have always been talking about. And no disrespect to any of these people. This is only being used as an example. So you have a guy. He's not in the manosphere. This is the hood nigga. Salute to my hood niggas out there. He's not he's not in the manosphere. Um Hassan Campbell, aka Poppy, right? <clears throat> now in the beginning, you know, his story, I won't even call it a story. His life sort of being around and the wild shit that was going on with Africa Bambada, that was sort of his that became his like I'm not saying his gimmick. I'm not saying that any of this shit is false. I'm not saying any of this shit is true, right? Allegedly. He was sort of He was sort of positioned as a nigga that was willing to talk about the topics that a lot of people don't want to talk about. And I for one, I support him. I still I'm still subscribed to him. But I've always pointed that out that when you get to a sort a certain point, when you get to a certain a fork in the road, as a lot of people would say, <clears throat> or just the crossroads in any way, shape, or form, you can look at it on a spiritual, physical uh, way of thinking. You're going to make that decision to make more money. You know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with that. Especially if an entity is giving you uh, an amount of money. But they control you now. You can't be on no fight the power shit anymore because they can pull the plug on you. You can't be on no fuck the system shit if the system is working for you. And I'm not saying Poppy is doing that or Hassan is doing that in any way, shape, or fashion. What I'm saying is once you start getting money from your audience and you expect to get a certain amount of money from your audience, then the hypocrisies come in. In the beginning, the money wasn't important. <coughs> <coughs> oh, shit. I want y'all to pay attention. In the beginning, the money wasn't important, it was the likes, it was the shares, it was subscriptions. Now, all of a sudden, hit that cash app. Hit that cash app. Oh, nah, you can't donate on YouTube. YouTube takes a percentage. Hit the cash app, right? And like I said, man, I respect all these niggas, really. Especially those who are really speaking some fucking truth. Really coming out here with some real fucking information. Not being afraid to to deal with any any fucking consequences or repercussions. Because imagine a nigga... Imagine a nigga wanting to kill me for the truth that I display. I'm not making no fucking lies. I'm not making up any lies. I'm not feeding you the poison that you listen to every time you turn on your radio. Oops. I'm not feeding you the poison that you get drunk off every weekend. Oops. I'm not feeding y'all nothing. Y'all the ones that be coming up in here looking shamed out off of PCP. You stink. You high on that PCP shit? That's how y'all niggas be looking. That's how y'all niggas be looking. Me, I just try to maintain. You know, especially especially like I said, a modern man today who's dealing with modern women or who's in, who's just in the same vicinity as modern day women, it's a psychological, emotional, and mental incarceration of men. The 80% plus of men today feel psychologically, emotionally, or mentally incarcerated. And I think we're going to use those bullet points throughout the week. We'll talk about the psychological. Then we'll talk about the emotional on Wednesday. And then the mental Thursday. I could do that if I wanted to. I might. Just because I just just because I brought it to existence. But yeah, most men suffer in silence. You realize, and I realize it. Like I I just I've learned to maintain comfortably, but the real self-development was just within anything on the outside, a better job, more money, better cars, even a woman. It wouldn't have fulfilled me unless I was willing to look within my problems as a man and deal with it. I can't express it. If I express it, I'm a bitch, et cetera. Right. But niggas know what I'm talking about. Single men in general, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anymore. Oh, yeah, you can be MGTOW. Sure. You can claim your red pill. Sure. It more same thing. But most men realize it. Once you. I think once you truly understand. Gynocracy and feminism, when you understand it firsthand, then you'll know why you have to suffer in silence. Cause these women are man eaters. They'll eat you alive and not in the way that you want. Okay, They'll eat you alive. And I like, see, I like the nature of women because they're very sneaky. Right. They can tell you one thing and do another, but then how they do it is so natural <clears throat> that you actually believe these motherfuckers. I'm a terrible liar. You know what I mean. My me attempting to lie, it, it's just like I try not to do things that are too outrageous to a point where I have to lie. I'm just very. Like I said, my my whole thing this year was transparency. Like, I don't. I don't really feel the need to really impress anybody. That includes family members. I became my biggest critic. The moment where I can say I'm satisfied with what I have became will probably be the moment I'm dead, because that's just how I've. That's how I've kind of re- I rewired myself or rewired my brain into thinking like, all right, even if I'm doing something great right now, I'm thinking, all right, what's the next best possibility? What is something that I can aim for and what is something that I can at least attempt to move forward with? I can't stay comfortable in one spot um, metaphorically, physically, however the fuck you want to put it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like ADD, ADHD, for real, for real. But I've, I've dabbled and learned, you know, certain, certain things that I display here at times, but it's not really about, like I said, the message is important, but because I, I displayed my face several times, I don't feel, I don't feel uncomfortable with doing so. I don't look at it as, like, like, a lot of dudes are intelligent dudes, man. And they be roasting, going at motherfuckers, talking about bitches, going in, heavy. But they don't, they don't display their face, you know what I mean? So that always makes me nervous when it comes to certain people. But, a lot of these people may have real important shit going on to where if their face is re- uh, recognized, they lose their careers. And you know, that shit's been happening from from fucking day one anyway. So that ain't really no big deal anyway. You know what I'm saying? Just to keep it real with you. Uh, what we got, today we have uh, Why Modern Women Why Modern Women Are Single Material. Uh, that is from Beast Mode. Fuck, I forgot the damn name. They'll say it. I hope I hope they'll say it. Um we do have the Instagram live with Kevin Samuels and Nicki Minaj. Matter of fact, we'll play that all the way. I
0: heard it was Black clouds and shit. I'm I'm old. I mean my <laughs> name is one over there. So.
2: My bad. Let let me tell you. <laughs> you see, let me tell you why I must I love the universe and I've I'm a firm believer of the universe. Okay. Listen, I wanted to get on and talk to you for a very long time. Is that right? That's very right. What we got? So I want to know what you gotta. You know, let's let's have this real talk. Let's have this real talk. Um, because I know a lot of times when people speak to you, they it's like they' trying to be funny. Hmm. And, and i feel and i feel like if a, if you, if you call somebody trying to be funny yes i think i feel if you try if you call somebody trying to be funny then don't be mad at what you get if you right. call somebody if you call somebody that you know and you're really trying to you know sincerely ask questions or get information or, or chat then that's different so i want to talk to you okay what are we talking about well, what what do you rate me? <laughs>
0: Is that what we're starting out with? Yeah. do you think the women do you think the men rate women?
2: No, I thought because that isn't that what you do <laughs> It's what have you seen in my
0: content? have you seen have you just seen like the clips?
2: Yeah, I, well, I think I always see people calling you. And they, and then you, and you tell them you ain't no such and such. You lying to yourself. You ain't this. You know, what so I, what I, I typically
0: don't do is I don't typically rate people. I ask oh. them they rate themselves. I usually oh. ask these questions.
2: So oh, let's start it that way. Yeah. How tall are you? I'm five three. Dress size. My dress size. Benadon said left. Um, my dress size. That's a good question.
0: Um I guess a f- four. All right. And on a scale from one to ten, you can't use seven. What would you rank yourself? Fresh race out of the shower. just you? Yeah. That's how I always ask the question. Seven. Can't use seven. That's why seven is the most common answer.
2: Really?
0: It's the default answer for most people because they don't want to go too high, they don't want to go too low. Um, Well, no,
2: um, it ain't a default answer for me. Well, I would, let's
0: see.
1: I would
2: give you a nine.
1: I would give you a nine. Kevin Samuel sent bro. Kevin Samuels, what you doing, brother? Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Kevin Samuels, sir. <laughs> Yo, I'm through. I'm through.
0: Because you have the facial symmetry, and you get additional points for eyes, oh. full lips. See, it, it's not. A, it's, I'm an actual image
3: consultant, and
0: oh. I'm sure you you deal know a lot of people who take your pictures. This so forth.
1: you have a symmetrical face. She needed surgery for that face, dog. Come on, nigga. Come on, nigga. She needed surgery for that face, dog. If you would have saw her before, you would have probably thought she was unattractive. But before she had all that shit done, before she was fucking with uh, rolling with Remy Ma and all that, she was she was looking okay. She actually looks worse with with all of the the things. She's like a model. She's like she's like a commercial car. Like she has something done to her every now and then when she needs to perform, you know what I mean? When she needs to be out there on the road. And so it's much more based upon facial symmetry. It's not based on European beauty standards or anything like that.
0: It's much more based upon what babies, animals, human beings have evolved to find attractive. Wow. You get, and you get additional points because we have evolved to find more slanted eyes, some of the attractive, especially when they're not on Asian. Wow. Wow! That, 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 that's, not what gets, that's not what gets translated. Most of the time, people take my clips and cut it down to something that's going to make a viral moment. It's going
2: to start a conversation. Take the good with the bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you seen anything else that I did? I saw one time when you checked this lady for, I think, I guess it was a white lady or a Hispanic lady, and you was like, oh, you're not gonna come on this show and talk down on black women. That's what the fuck you not gonna do. Yeah. And so again, that was a clip. I didn't I didn't see the context really, but Well I get a I get a rap of hating black women. Uh
0: and it's far from that. I mean, there are fifty black women.
1: Now we all know, guys, and see me, this is why I say Kevin Samuels it would be a decent I would say fairly decent representation of the manosphere. I wouldn't say red pill by any means, but the manosphere, sure. Um, he's tied in with the, with the red pill mafia. Definitely. You know, the red pill mafia, those are like what, what you would consider the elite of the red pill. And it's like, some people subscribe to him. Some people don't, you know, I pick and choose dude. Like whoever has good information has good information. Um, I'm not really giving a fuck about a person's biography, but if he can incorporate his life and what he's been doing and things like that to add on to the conversation, I think that's a plus. That's the same thing that I try to do here. But like, nah, man. Nah. (laughs) I mean, I understand now. Now that I think about it, it took me a while because I told you guys previously, maybe last week, sometime last week, that I checked out the episode, or I checked out the the call or whatever, and I I checked out the conversation and I didn't really point anything out at the time because I think I was really busy that day at work. Today I wasn't as busy, so I took the time to listen to it again. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of things I can point out here. But like I said, Kevin Samuels is more of the old guy who's I'm not saying old as in, you know, played out. I mean old as in he's an older gentleman. And Unlike Hammerhand, who I can relate to more, I can relate more to his true, his, his true mindset into shit how he reacts to things. It's very similar to how I react to shit. And I, I generally choose to not participate with, with a lot of people like this personally, because I'll, I'll just point out, I'll just point out their flaws because I know they get it. They get a kick out of pointing out everybody else's flaws. It's like the idea of being a bully. So I bully the bully. I'll fight the bully. You know, especially if it's somebody out there who don't know any fucking better. And you know, in my direction and where I'm going, it's entirely different than these other individuals who I've mentioned. You know, because I feel that I I should have I I should have my own space. I don't want I want to. I still acknowledge these people. I still respect these people. But I also don't want—I don't want any confusion. Like I address, I acknowledge these people anytime that I talk about them or have something displayed. So I have to be direct, and I have to be, you know, straight down the middle with these with these sort of videos. And it's like, you know, the symmetry, the level of symmetry is is on is on high alert. You know what I mean? I may have to fuck around if things if things don't tone down i may have to fuck around and put the alarm on report that they've gotten
0: married as a result of
2: watching my content really it's
0: on my it's on my instagram i actually had a young sister uh this post up saying hey as a result of you i snatched the ring i just actually posted a brother who was about to move to the dominican republic and he found his wife in my facebook group like 12 couples have gotten married in there, but that stuff doesn't get publicized. Mm-hmm. But when I'm talking about relationships, I'm talking about men and women, but because I'm black, I'm talking about us. Mm-hmm. And from time to time, I would bring stuff in, and then a lot of times, sister-
1: maybe it's just me. And I've thought about it like, I've thought about how disconnected I am from society. And that society can include family. That society can have, can include certain friends, people that you you are truly close with. You really believe. You really tend to. You come to this to this point, bringing back that fork in the road, and it's like rather than going straight, going away, You know, going that way that you were used to going, you decide. Fuck it! I'm gonna take a left. I'm gonna take a right. I'm gonna take another path just to see where it leads. That's where I'm on, and there's a lot of people who are not. <clears throat> and like I, I, go back to race a lot because it's like there's only certain people I connect with, and those are usually the people that I grew up with. I don't, I can't, I don't just connect to a certain group of people because they have my same complexion. I'm just gonna be one hundred percent transparent with you. A lot of the people that gave me the opportunity including this job, is a, is a white man, wasn't a black man. In fact, when it came to me doing a lot of shit that may have not been popular, oh, I had, you know, got a job or whatever, not being around as much. Other people will think, oh man, this guy, he thinks he's this, he thinks he's that now. No, I'm just busy, nigga. I'm none of that, I'm busy. Working, podcasting, living life. This fucking rain out here is adding on to my temporary depression that I have. Because, like, I think, like I said, I have thought about this before. Like, with certain people, there's like always going to be that 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 line in the sand. And it's like, all right, you know, I can listen to somebody, but I can't really. I mean, there's certain people that I can generally relate to, and they're the people that I listen to the most. But there's also people that, you know, for a lot of guys out there who's looking for information, you can get one particular thing from one person, and you may have to get the complete opposite from the next person. Or there's that person that can bring both of those styles together in a certain way, and it gains more of an audience and all of that shit. And, you know, me, I I just know... I know how that shit works. Don't ask me, but I know how it works. Trust me. I know how it works. I don't, I don't really give a fuck about being popular at all. That's just how I am with life. I like to be as closed in as possible. I've reached, I've reached a point where it's like, in a sense, I've already went monk. So there's not even really, I can't even, I can't even come up with a genuine explanation of why I just, I just chose to. You know, rather than other guys who are less fortunate with women in general. And they did it because they absolutely had to. These niggas had no choice. They had no choice. They're not giga chads. They're not Tyrone's. They're not flexing. They're not doing shit. They're simping. They're pedestalizing and they're giving money to women uh, via OnlyFans. These guys are fucking bums. They're, like, successful bums. I don't know how certain niggas do it. Like, they're successful at being bums. Like, if you can categorize, like, in the black community, the the most educated nigga is always the square, right? The most educated nigga is always on the outside. But if you go back to those niggas five years later, the nigga who's educated is going to have his own shit, his own place, his own own car. He's going to have a girl nine times out of ten with the... Mindset that I'm incorporating, he'll have like a a, a fucking uh, a marriage coming up, right? He's fucking engaged, etc. You go to the nigga, he's doing the same shit. Five years prior, still talking about the educated nigga is the fucking lame. Okay, cool, check, we got that out of the way. Then you got the second type of nigga. The second type of nigga is like me, but it's like I'm in the middle, of. I I respect both aspects. Like the square to me is the most superior one. You know what I'm saying? Because he has that mindset to want to do certain things that other people don't. He He has that creativity aspect. You know what I mean? He's a free thinker. Free thinking is still relevant. People, white, black, Hispanic, people who are free thinkers, we still exist. We're out here, (laughs) we're in here deep. It's just a lot of us, some of us, well actually yeah, a lot of us just don't choose to talk about it. A lot of us don't speak up, cause we've been so, we've been looked at or we've been handicapped by the women of today. And And see that's where feminism comes in, gynocracy. Where these bitches are the, the matriarchy now within the black communities being primarily the single mother. The representation of what I considered the village in a prior episode, maybe two weeks prior, um, on one of the Manosphere episodes, actually, Manosphere, the village. I've talked about a community that is solidly based on the idea of no male, masculine male present either the men have became um, emasculated, either they became sort of broken in by just the gynocracy of just the single mother household. So now you're being told the emotional shit, you're, you're just being told emotional things by women, right? If If you get to a certain point where you start communicating with women, those women know the type of person you are from how you're acting. When you come with that feminine energy, they know who you are and they know what you're about and they know you're an easy target. Easy target. I'm just that fork in the road, man. I don't see me. I point out the fuckery. I think. I think Nicki Minaj is correct. I think she is a seven. I think she is a seven and I don't see sevens as being unrealistic. I think tens are unrealistic because even if a 10 is a 10 to you, a 10 is a nine to somebody else. You understand? So there's always that realism that gets put into play. Seven to me is not only average, it's considered average today, but it's more realistic ever because then if you equate what some people would say the 90-10, others would say 80-20, whatever the fuck you want to consider it, it's more based realistically on that. So the five is essentially invisible. Therefore, those are most of the majority of the 80 or 90% of men. Therefore, the uh, 10 to 20% of guys, they have more of an instant, infinite, access of any any woman pretty much if you look at it but it became high value if you look at the sexual market value that's what a lot of these women base their shit on relationship market value is the thing that they fell in miserably you can tell by looking at the marriages the fact that 70 to 80% of the majority of women divorce the husbands in marriages you can easily say that certain women just aren't satisfied with men right and that's pretty much what it has became either the women are slowly and surely trying to figure out the red pill and why these men are leaving and these women know why they're leaving or it's the shields the chameleons The soy boys who jump in every now and then and defend these sluts, defend these fucking whores. And I'm just going to be transparent. Like I said, I'm not in a good mood tonight anyway. It's already 8.08 p.m. I might be on here for a while. I don't really give a fuck about the Kevin Samuels shit. I've said that before. Like, Kevin Samuels, to me, it's funny how people... Black women can say that Kevin Samuels is this and that. When Kevin Samuels is helping more black women than than they can. <laughs> the, Kevin Samuels is helping more black women than black women can. Let's talk about that. And see me, I'm not with the black love shit. I, I, like I said, I, I've disconnected from that idea. When the majority of black women said I wasn't shit, I was saying cool. Got a cafe. I got a cafe two blocks away. Fuck I need y'all for. <clears throat> Feel me? Y'all, these and see these, this is something that a lot of women don't understand. A lot of black women downplay the niggas that's just not in the crime and not in the newspaper and not out here promoting violence and doing crazy shit. That, see, that's 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 where it all started for a lot of black men. Some of us woke up. On a political, on a political side. And even with that, that definitely incorporates black women. I've had, i had, I've had conversations. I've talked about this before. Actually, I was in, I was in a union. I'm in a union today, but this is like, I think strictly, I forgot the terminology for it, but it's a good union. I'll just put it to you like that. The other union that I was in was strictly political and it was from like North Jersey slash New York, whatever. And we would have these stupid ass meetings. Now, keep in mind, at this point, and I lie to you guys. Not, nah, I have no reason to lie to you guys. I was just making minimum wage. This was twenty nineteen. At that point, compared to right now, I mean, I nearly, I nearly, I nearly tripled that what I was making then today even with the minimum wage being what it is that's still like another 10 to 15 on top of that or looking at it on a larger scale like i said before it's like 12 to 15 thousand more than what i was making at that particular time but anyway we had this we had this union and it was based off of this uh, emasculated hispanic dude i forgot his name it was just unimportant anyway Unimportant type of guy, um, and this loud Hispanic woman. You know what I mean. Just think about, and no disrespect. I I love I love Hispanic women. It's just you know you deal with, if you deal with the the hood booger of all all different colors shapes and sizes, then you know about the uh, the the loud mouth chicas out there. Bitches be loud as fuck, and you know she came in. First of all, she was 30, 40 minutes late, so that proved her fucking dedication. Had us wait there for like 45 fucking minutes. So anyway, she shows up. And then she starts going on this rant about how Biden needs to be in office and all this shit. And I'm just looking around like, I'm looking at certain people and they looking at me the same way. Like, yeah, we not with this shit. There was a couple niggas that I, I knew that were like, yeah, we... Um, I was going to tell him straight up, bitch, I'm voting for Trump just off the strength that y'all niggas is voting for Biden, bitch. Fuck out of here. Because it was at that moment and I wasn't I wasn't I'm I never seen I never seen Trump as this God figure like this guy's going to change the country. But I looked at that nigga as a as a as a decent kickstart. nigga. Fuck out of here. Tell niggas that from the rip. Like, yeah, you know. I, I was trying to get this. I was trying to keep this nigga in office. I didn't know what these other motherfuckers was talking about. I'm gonna keep it and fuck with you, fuck all that other shit, fuck that. Um, see y'all get too deep. See y'all don't even know y'all y'all affected by the identity politics. Y'all don't even know it. Y'all are already affected by identity politics. So at this point, it's like oh Biden, oh Obama, uh, okay, okay, Kamala Black, okay, okay. Fuck all that goofy shit. I'm I'm trying to look at this shit for for what it is. You know what I mean? The money. <laughs> keep keeping it real with y'all niggas, man. The money that we was getting was was like was monumental. We was we was getting cake. Look, I was still working. When March 11, 2020 arrived, when the CV19 arrived in full effect, emergency, whatever, whatever, I was still working then, right? Like, I was was still working, so I didn't give a fuck. I was still getting a check. Plus... When I left that fucking hellhole of a job. I figured these niggas was going to try to go against my little claim because I got I got sick from that particular building and I'm not even going to go any further into it. Because I had gotten sick from that place and I was able to take pictures and take videos of this shit. Because I play chess with niggas, I'm not I'm not a checker player. You feel me? I play chess with niggas. It's all about strategy at the end of the day. Since I had the videos and pictures, and I was I was able to tell uh, unemployment like, hey, listen, um, I got pictures and and videos to prove the conditions of where I got sick at. Just in case niggas want to say anything crazy, because if we go beyond that, you know, I can I can I can bring the law in it, nigga. Fuck that. I'm going to bring a lawyer in here. I'm going to sue these niggas. Fuck that shit, right? They didn't want that, so you know what they did. They thought about it. All right. Got some more money off of those niggas. Then they had the hazard pay shit, right, for anyone who gotten sick during the time. Well, knock, knock. I got sick, but I didn't have COVID-19, right? But ironically, I couldn't taste nothing. So I put those symptoms. To, Could you taste anything? I was like, no. I was pretty much shitting and throwing up through the fucking um, the mold, the black mold I was inhaling. And I was still going to work <laughs> and I was still getting paid. So like what I said earlier, men suffer in silence. Those were the toughest time period of my life. I had no quote unquote close friends around. I had no bitches around. You know what I mean? Everybody's doing whatever the fuck they were doing. So I always keep that shit in mind. And yeah, because of that mindset, you become become a colder individual. Because it's like you kind of see through the bullshit. You see through the misrepresentation. You see through the false idols, right? And you start seeing shit for what it really is. And it changes a lot of people. It changed me. Even days like now, where generally speaking, I wouldn't feel like talking about anything. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't feel like talking about any of this shit. But I figure, why the fuck not? You know what I mean. Through the good times and through the bad times, because that's just the realization. You know what I mean. I'm not gonna be in a fucking chipper move every time I. Every time I go on here, you know, I may have a lot of things to address. I may have a lot of things on my mind. Like tonight, you know what I'm saying? We're not even an hour in yet. We're going to keep going. I don't give a fuck about the Kevin Samuel situation, really. It's just, you know, it's a little unrealistic, but at the same time, this is your potential mainstream manosphere type of guy, along with fresh and fit, whether people like it or not. I've, I've heard through... <laughs> I've heard through the long three-hour video that uh, Hammerhand is not necessarily the biggest fan of these individuals, right? And I respect that, and I I respect that wholeheartedly, because there's at least there gotta be at least a couple people who disagree. Now, with me, I don't agree with anybody a hundred percent. I think a lot of us have things that we can offer. Every single one of us, in a lot of ways, I think. These motherfuckers who spend time trying to criticize the next man or trying to knock the next man down, even though that man is talking real information or he's coming with a real message and he doesn't have a price tag on it. So, and like I said, in that sense, I respect I respect the fact that uh, Hammerhand, you know, questions these people because I question these people. My criticism against Fresh and Fit was from the get go. But I'm still realistic enough to say, hey, these guys still have some decent content. These guys actually have good content when they have good people on and they don't just have hood rats. And you know, useless uh Miami or wherever the fuck they at type of goofy bitches. But then again, I've also came to the realization that there's a method to the madness. And I've came to the understanding that a lot of those inf- uh, a lot of those episodes are actually entertaining. <laughs> So, you know, whether people like him or not, I think they're entertaining. And I think. Through DJ academics or through another major platform that steps up, whatever too frequent. I don't I don't know those guys. I don't really care about them. I don't think they're funny, but that's just what comedy today It's like. People are so selective on what outrageous shit that somebody can say. And then when somebody says that word, oh, God. He said nigger. Once a motherfucker says nigger, man, all guns get drawn out. Motherfuckers is out there for blood. Motherfuckers is trying to get niggas canceled. And see, I said this before. Just similar to what I said about Joe Rogan earlier today. Or, you know, in the last episode. And I talked about backrooms. And all that other shit. Glitching, going into like the fifth, seventh fucking dimension. Whatever the fuck you want to call it. I talked about that earlier with Joe Rogan, right? Joe Rogan has clips from like 10 plus years ago of him having this type of racial humor. And like I said, there's some people who find it funny. There's some people who don't find it funny. I'm a black person. I'm proud of who I am as a black person. When white people get away with saying funny, racial jokes, I don't have a problem with it. It's a joke. If the purpose behind what this person is saying is to get people to laugh, you can't necessarily look at it as it being hate speech or something that's wholeheartedly something he believes and represents. People know the type of personality that Joe Rogan was, or Joe Rogan still is to this day. But we're going to get into... um, We're going to look up this fucking we going to look up this channel. Fucking piece of shit. I had these people that were supposed to show up here today. And of course they didn't show up. Wasted my fucking time. Yeah, this shit's acting up. So I'm not going to even try it. Hopefully they mentioned the title. Or they mentioned their channel. I know it's Beast Mode. No, Beast Mode Smooth Reacts. There it is. Beast Mode Smooth Reacts. And it is why most women are single material. Like I said, we're skipping through to Kevin Samuels uh Nicki Minaj shit. At this point, it's not that I don't care about either or I think Kevin Samuels, his targeted audience is ironically black people and black women. I'm I am I am one with the world in a sense. I am one with the world. I don't need to put a, put my skin color or put my representation out there as the main factor. You know what I mean? Because the black people, most black people, regardless of how it is, most niggas ain't going to rock with it. When I was doing the YouTube, not the YouTube, when I was doing the uh, Facebook page and I was putting all my live shit out there, it was a lot of people from everywhere else. It wasn't the people that I knew. It wasn't the people that looked like me it was others you know what i'm saying so let's just continue to go forward why most modern women are single mothers by the way happy black history
4: what's going on guys bms and naya back with another video let's go ahead and get right into it make sure you guys don't forget to like comment and subscribe so here we go
3: when they're growing up they're not taught anything about homemaking housekeeping cooking baking cleaning, doing laundry, keeping a clean and tidy home, and forget canning and sewing, and all of the traits that our our past generations, way past generations knew they needed to have to survive. But because of the modern conveniences that we have, most women don't need to know all that kind of things, but they still need to know how to keep a home clean, and tidy, to cook and bake. But they actually cook and bake. They don't need to know anymore either. They can buy fast food, takeout food, process cook food in the grocery stores. So all the the jobs that were were homemakers can be outsourced, and. So they haven't been taught them. They've been given little value. They have no value in our culture anymore. Cooking should be learned by everybody, in my opinion, but specifically,
5: especially women as well. And I find, obviously, because it is so quick to, like, open up my phone, click Uber Eats, and then I get food in, like, 20 minutes. And I get to sit on my bum and just wait for my food instead of actually making the food in 20 minutes. And then, you know, you feel more accomplished that way. So...
4: Yeah, I think it's an issue where you're getting dopamine hits every time you click that button. It's a instant gratification that I did something, right? Oh. I made this purchase. Look how easy it is. I'm going to get my food. I feel good about myself, okay. right? Versus when women used to cook back in the day, they would cook, you know, for hours and make a good meal. And their gratification was people eating their food and seeing the faces and interacting with their family. Big Mama shit,
1: y'all. Oh my God. Yo, first of all, happy Black History Month. Second of all, y'all niggas saw the movie Big Mama. Everybody knows about the movie Big Mama. Melanated people know about the movie Big Mama. The spiritual representation of the movie Big Mama. Big Mama being that guardian, Big Mama being that backbone. She's the one that held the family together, right? I don't even think they've mentioned where the father was even present in that fucking movie. But going back to Big Mama, you know, you guys know how Big Mama got down. Everybody, most black people have a grandmother or auntie who has that representation. You know what I mean? She cooked. Or at least that old representation, like grandma, my grandma was similar in a lot of ways. But, you know, she was a high yellow, um, she was a high yellow broad, and she didn't play any games. She would fuck my ass up. She used to beat my ass on a, on a daily basis. That shit was torture. Damn. I feel like, I still feel those, those hits today. Getting flashbacks. I'm over here swatting, trying to trying to dodge this shit as a kid. Anyway, you know, that that representation of a woman who enjoyed cooking, right? She would wake up 8.30 in the morning just to go to the supermarket, just to go to the grocery store, just to get everything that was needed. Then she came back with the preparations. Then she came back and whipped everything together. She had everything prepped out. She had the meat out a night before because a lot of the meat back in those days were frozen, frozen solid. So you kept that shit in the sink for like 24 hours. You know what I mean? Maybe every once in a while you put cold water over it. I remember all this shit growing up. It's like in my head. It's stuck in my head. So there was that preparation. Like the macaroni and cheese was was made with love, nigga. Nowadays, the macaroni and cheese don't got any fucking flavor. What the fuck is going on here? There's no love brought into the food anymore. So now, of course, these fat, disgusting, non, non-cooking, just just non-verbally uh communicative, communicative and, and productive bitches, right? They just, they don't cook, they don't clean. It's the same mentality. Now Hammerhead said something that was very important, where, of course, if a woman like if a woman like Cardi B is considered woman of the year, I think 2020 or if WAP is a song that's about wet ass pussy. But at the same time, it's about women empowerment. Then you almost have to really think about the mindset of most modern women today. We're not talking about smuts. We're not talking about whorehounds. We're not talking about the German Shepherd. We're not talking about the wild Rottweiler. (laughs) We're just talking about the so-called good girl, right? The normal girl, whatever the fuck that means. However you wanna describe that. The normal women. Because you can't call a basic bitch basic, even though she's average at best. You can't call. See, a bitch can say, "Oh, yeah, you're just you're just average." I was like, "All right, cool. I don't give a fuck what a bitch say about me. I, what what a bitch has to say about me means nothing. Just like what a nigga gotta say about me means nothing." I've been completely in this mindset where it's just, "All right, now I know I'm gonna be my biggest critic. I'm gonna be my biggest opponent in a lot of ways. I'm competing with." what I was in the past every single day moving forward. So if I reach a certain point where I don't need people around me in the process of getting that, I'm damn sure I ain't going to need people around me when I have the things that I work for. And that goes with bitches. But going back to what I was saying, the big, the big mama aspect are the women who knew how to present themselves, the women who could cook, the women who can clean, and she actually enjoyed the people who enjoyed her food. It's almost like a spiritual, like I said before, the, the idea of soul food. It's that cooking from the heart, from the spirit, from the soul, right?
4: And things of that nature, right? So-
1: If I spend hours cooking,
5: yeah, I, I better see a smile on the face, you know? Right,
4: but, so the, the, the dopamine feeling has been switched from human interaction of that smile on your family's face okay. compared to, you know, seeing that delivery guy with my food and enjoying facts my food, right? Okay. So it's just
3: different. Career woman and making money is what's cheered and congratulated in our culture. So then these little girls aren't taught anything about homemaking, being wise. They don't see examples of good marriages anywhere around them. And they're taught that they need to pursue their dreams and their goals. It's all about them. Everything is about them and what they want. When they go to college, they can have sex freely, be promiscuous, as long as they take that pill, which is health-destroying. And-
0: <laughs> yo.
1: Yo, she- <laughs> wow, oh, my God, yo. This old bitch is frying these hoes up. Jesus Christ. I don't got to say nothing on this shit. And
3: they have the option of abortion if they get pregnant. They're taught that they're to be competitive with men and that they're superior to men. What the fuck have I been talking about?
1: What the fuck have I been talking about? It's these women who become educated it's these women who become independent, who ultimately become, they ultimately become the most problematic, the most dramatic, and just the most unapproachable bitch possible. They turn the idea of companionship or even, even looking at a, a man as a partner
3: to looking at a man as a competitor. And you see the slogan these days that the future is female. So they taught that they're that be all and end all. They don't need a man. It's completely opposite of what's what God's will is for women. And it.
1: She said, oh, my God, I would bring it back, but I'm not even going to do it. What's it? God's plan for women? God's plan for women.
3: It's not make them into marriage material at all. So they spend four or more years in college and universities. Then they go after their career every day. They make money and spend it on themselves traveling and Doing all they want to them themselves, having the latest fashion and makeup and boob jobs and bot- Botox and whatever. You know. Don't forget the BBLs, yo. These bitches stay with the BBLs too. Manicured nails and toes, and it's all about them and how.
1: Nothing wrong with the manicured nails and toes, ladies. Take care of them. Please take care of them.
3: I'm like Eddie Murphy and Boomerang. Come on, take care of them. They can spend money on themselves and do whatever they want. They're they're taught to be independent from men, Uh-oh. strong, aggressive, competitive. Uh oh. They're never they're mocked. if they're taught to be a gentle and quiet spirit, they mock it. <laughs> Just look at the way women re- respond when they come to my site. Mm. It's so contrary to everything that they have ever been taught. And then women come to me and say, there are no men to marry. <laughs> well, guess what? There's few women that men want to marry. I remember. <laughs> one time my son was dating a young girl. We the first date, she came to our house and we were eating dinner and she just made the statement. I just hate to cook. I never want to cook. My husband, my son was like, <laughs> no thank you, <laughs> It is mine. He likes to eat, he wants a wife. Who loves homemaking. Who loves to cook and clean. And wants to have babies. Women aren't taught to not even want babies today. I don't got
1: to say any fucking thing. At this point. I don't have to say anything. And this is a woman saying this. Of course she's an older woman. A more traditional woman. You may say. And that. Child that son of theirs are actually in a productive household of mother and father, which is almost a rarity in this country, of course. So, of course, his mindset going into a woman is going to be like, no. I like I like a hot fucking meal, bitch. I'm not trying to eat pizza every night and have a fucking stomach like you. You know what I'm saying? Having something healthy. Home cooking every once in a while is not fucking bad, women. And for you bitches out there, oh, like, I don't cook. You're going to continue being who you are. And this message is not for you. But for these women out here who are a little more productive, yeah, I mean, you know. If you women claim to want traditional values for men, y'all got to start practicing what you preach. Niggas are tired of hearing that same broken record. You can't just go out there part time and try to sleep your way to the top and then present yourself as a model or a presentable wife later on. Fuck out of here.
3: Babies are um pollute the earth they're time wasters, they're taught to be selfish. Pollution thing, okay, like, relax, you know? Um,
5: I think it's just more so when women see these children who are crying and who are like, you know, being loud and things like that, you're like, oh God, I don't want that, right? And you're...
1: (laughs) Imagine how all of us men feel about dealing with a lot of these women. Just imagine, they're no different from children. They cry, they boohoo, they bitch. The only thing they don't do is shit themselves. Maybe they shit themselves or maybe that diarrhea is from the mouth. Because a lot of these women talk about unrealistic shit to begin with. But as a guy, we have to deal with the same fucking attitude and the behavior. See, for a guy, it's about his legacy. And yeah, that has a lot to do with pride and ego. Do I have pride and ego? Absolutely. Do I have it and is am I in a rush to be a father? Absolutely not. No, I'm not in a rush to be a father. I'm not in a rush. I'm not I'm not in a rush to be a partner to any woman. I'm not in I I don't have that mindset that a lot of guys have. And I think a lot of guys in their 30s just don't have it. If they're blessed to be single, have no kids, no real responsibilities, no debt, with the environment and how things are going today, they may choose to remain that way. Just a
5: thought. Who knows? Right. Just like, it looks like a headache. It looks like it's so much work. It just looks like it's too much work, right? Obviously, if you're alone, then, yeah, it's going to be like, there's a reason why the saying goes, like, it takes a village to raise a child. Hmm. It's...
1: What the fuck was I... I didn't listen to any of this shit earlier either, by the way. Only thing I listened to is the Kevin Samuel shit, and we skipped through that. Fuck that. The Village thing. The Village. The Village... is illogical. <laughs> I disagree with that belief. And here's why. If a family is taking care of a child... If a family is educating and teaching that child, what that child needs to learn in order to be successful. Yes, that child will still need the school. Maybe that village is the representation of our education. Or should I say the education system? The indoctrination of everyday propaganda and just the. It's like here where I'm at, it's melodramatic. So like people will still wear their masks. But once everybody leaves, all of the children leave, I don't wear my mask. Just because I don't fucking give a shit. And I notice other people don't wear theirs either. But like, there's this sort of controlled. And I don't think it's the school system. I think it's just the government that gets a kick out of this. They just they love to see people obey. They love to see people wear their masks even while driving. They love it. I think these people are mentally retarded. You know, I brought this up before. The fucking future. And this was this is who brought it up. Hammerhand. He was the one who brought this up. The future in our youth today is completely fucked. And if it's not because of anything else, it's because of this current situation that we're in. Look at our teenagers. I have I have two, maybe three, teenage nieces and nephews. You know what I'm saying? And just their restraint, even children who are younger, this the psychological damage that's being took in place by these fucking fascist level, socialist level elitist from the left. All right. They're the top everywhere you look at it. They're the fucking top. They love to see people fight over race. They like to see people fight over vaccines. They like to see people fight over masks. They don't like people like me who bring up the real information and the shit that needs to be heard they will never accept me and i'm cool with that i'm an outlaw by choice i wasn't forced into this i made the decision to take the fight to these motherfuckers i've already lost the friends that may never been that, that, that may have never been friends to begin with i've already lost those people i've already lost The women who say all the time, they'll never leave. They'll always be around. They'll always love me. Those people are gone. So I've always been that lone wolf to begin with. I just never accepted it. I didn't want to accept it. I was just like the person that I talk about not being. The person who seeks uh, attention and the person who seeks validation from groups of people. That was me growing up. But I came to that realization at like 17, 18. I was just comfortable with who I was. People accept it. Cool. People don't. Fine. That's even better. I don't want to interact with most of these people to begin with. And it's like, that's the same. That's the same mentality I have with most women. It's not a hate thing. I'm very. It's it's an indifference. It's a real misunderstanding that most modern women have. To the modern men. That's all. And regardless of what I say, it may not make a difference to most people, but the result and the action and what is currently happening today is going to be the result. What I say doesn't mean anything. And I'm okay with that. I like to run my motherfucking mouth any goddamn way. But let's get back to the video.
5: It's because you need other people as well. You can't just do everything by yourself. So, of course, if you see the single mom, like, struggling, maybe, like, raising children on her own, it's a lot for one person to take on, right? So, that's yeah. why it's so important to have a strong family unit because then...
1: She's not going to mention the truth, though. And I respect these people. I, I wouldn't react to a person that I don't like. But single mothers, as they would say today, there's a choice that these women made to be single mothers. See, they've opened their legs and fucked guys who they say today aren't shit, but they are the ones who are the gatekeepers of sex. They are the fucking gatekeepers of vagina. They allow men in and out of their vagina. Or, in this case, uh, in and with childbirth out of their vagina. (laughs) You understand? So... These women don't understand that when you make that decision, guys aren't really going to be concerned with you any fucking way. Because like I said, it doesn't matter. A single mother, whether she wants to admit it or not, she's damaged goods. Even if she comes across a guy who she falls in love with, that man has the right to tell her, I'm not taking care of your child. He, want, he may want to keep things casual because you've already made a decision to sleep around or you've already made that decision to sleep with a nigga who ain't shit. Now you're stuck with that nigga who ain't shit uh, consequences and repercussions. That's all. You got to deal with that. Who has the instant... <coughs> who grants the instant access of sex, right? Who grants the instant access of sex it's women not men men don't control the sexual market that's why the 20 exists those are the the guys who who've who've taken control of that sexual market value or that sexual market that is the market that they're superior in if you're a guy Like I said earlier, if you're just a five or a six, even in a lot of cases, a seven, you're essentially invisible to most women. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, these are the women who will later on somewhere, either they they go down either two roads. Ultimately, the one road is. Most of the time they're they're washed up. So they're not sexually active like they used to be. So they try to present themselves in that way. But a lot of these women are washed. So what they'll do is they'll try to be more intellectual. In this case, they'll try to relate more to men. They'll try to uh, watch sports or get involved in politics and sort of go into these social gatherings to try to find worthy men. And this is like a chameleon. This is a chameleon type of tactic, but what these women don't realize is there's a lot of men who are waking up, and we we see, we we feel the smut energy. It's like a demonic spirit that these bitches have. Like they they've already given themselves up for money and attention and validation. It's like the same thing that we would say a celebrity does when they when they sell out or they sell their soul. They they've looked at the material gain and they didn't look at the spiritual consequence. That's the reality of it. You know what I'm saying? Most of these single women, single mothers, they're they're not really worth shit. You have your parents to help you like
5: parents, grandparents and like cousins
3: and stuff like that to be involved in the child. You need to be taught the complete opposite of what feminism has taught women today. They need to be taught to have gentle and quiet spirits to love being home and all be taught all the ways of homemaking to be good co- Jesus Christ cooks uh-huh to be good cleaners uh-huh. to work hard at home to not be uh-huh. idle what? gossipers what Woo! not Woo! 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 <laughs> she going in to be lazy oh my god to glorify God in all that they do they need to learn to love babies and want children god calls children a blessing he doesn't call um, having a career a blessing this was the man's curse after the fall was having to provide for the family and careers make women hardened being at home with children makes them softer and we were, our emotional sensitive nature was created to be home with children we weren't given the testosterone to be out in the workforce and to be competitive and driven. And this is why women's suicide and depression rates are skyrocketing. Listen,
1: somebody out here has to be listening. Somebody out here has to be listening. Because I've been I've been talking about this before I even knew who the fuck this woman was. I don't even know who she is. No disrespect because she's speaking 100% facts. But I've been talking about this shit. You can't expect. And see, this is the problem. I think women. Their biggest problem with men is they're, they're not capable of loving men. And by love, I mean, they're not capable of respecting a man. Respecting what a man brings. She'll always expect that man to bring more. She will always expect that man to essentially have. Those men who are still out here earning the men out here who are still trying to do what they do, like me, I'm trying to make a transition very quickly. In a lot of ways, I kind of want to get as far away as possible. Maybe that's down south. Maybe that's somewhere else. But I feel that I've just outgrown my particular surrounding environment. There's literally nothing out here for me. And I say all this to say, like, I think going forward, it's just that it's that mindset. It has nothing to do with really a male or female. But when it comes to this information, of course, within the manosphere, it is what it is. Everybody knows that. But every once in a while, you got to play the realities what's going on outside of your way of thinking right outside of just your thing your your way of believing and almost gaining those resources and obtaining that information from other sources outside of your environment outside of the places that you can see the furthest you can see from your very eye at this moment when you open the door i i always appreciate just real information. And when somebody says the exact thing that that I've said in the past or something that I've said years ago, I don't get upset. A lot of people do. I know that, number one, it's a possibility that a lot of people have the same way of thinking, right? I don't look at it as, oh, well, this guy jacked me, this and that. But in a lot of cases, that can be the case. Speaking of, remember Joe Rogan? <laughs> Bring back this random shit before we continue. Remember that Joe Rogan and, um, what's the other dude? Um, Carlos Mencia, Carlo Mencia, whatever his fucking name is, the fake Mexican nigga. You know, he was stealing jokes and shit, and he was stealing jokes. Amy Schumer and, and, um, people shouldn't even support them anymore, but they still do. That just shows you how fraudulent our society is. And that fraudulent representation is not just from the women. Absolutely not. Unlike women, we are actually self-accountable. We're self-accountable. We'll point out our problems before you even decide to, to to think of pointing it out. See, with me, I don't give a fuck. You, you can't, you can't tell a person to live a certain way or to do certain shit that that person doesn't want to fucking do. I think a person has a right to say, I'm not getting a fucking vaccination shot. I think a person, to, I think a man should have a right to say, I'm not participating in this fucking dating scene. I'm not participating with the modern day woman. It doesn't, it, it, it doesn't break down. It doesn't, you don't feel the effect as much as when I talk about it. I already know it because I'm just a, I'm just a regular ass nigga and I accept that. But you listen when a woman talks about it, right? When a woman says the exact same thing that I've been saying. Mind you, in a better tone, with a better presentation, a better attitude. Who gives a fuck about all that? It's about the information, and it's about the message, and not the messenger. And not necessarily how the information is put out there. You know what I mean? A lot of y'all need to wake the fuck up before it's too late. But then again, it's already too late.
3: Because they're where God doesn't want them to be.
5: By the time you get into your thirties, that's when it hits you being like, Oh shoot, I actually do want a family and kids and stay home and be a housewife and do that. Like you want all those traditional aspects, right? Yeah. So I think it's important that if majority of women are feeling this in their thirties, that like this hits them, you might want to take a step back, especially if you're in your early twenties and understand Hold up.
1: First of all, when you're in your di- see see. This is something that most women are not going to tell you. And I don't think these guys are, or these, this couple, I should say, are quote unquote red pill that they they just bring up and react to certain videos. And I respect that, but I'm going to give you the red pill, um, 100% raw, dope, no cut, no filter, um, information women. If you're in your thirties and you finally came to this realization that you want a family and you want a husband, I don't give a fuck about your struggle. I don't give a fuck about... I know that what you did in your past affects what you are now and where you're going to be in the future. I don't want to hear no excuses. Oh, well, you know, I was too... Yeah, you was too busy fucking the Chads and Tyrones. That's what you were too busy doing. Be accountable for it. Maybe if maybe at the very least, if you're like accountable, guys would deal with you. But your problem is... You've, you've spent your 20s, your late teens on that cock carousel, right? On the disco sticks. And they normalize. You notice how she said that so natural? Like, yeah, they reached their 30s and then they want fit. That's not. No. Mm-mm. Hit the alarm on these bitches. That's unacceptable. that's unacceptable we can't nope nope we don't want to hear that men in their 30s don't want to hear that story from women in their 30s if a woman just said yeah you know I spent my time having my fun that's what most women will say anyway I spent my 20s and my late teens and my college years having my fun and you know now I'm 32 years old I'm washed up. I'm completely useless in the sex in the sex market value and now I need a husband. Dave Dave a woman will completely get washed by tons of men, completely get plumbed by tons of guys, completely annihilated, nut sprayed on her face ghetto gagger style. And she'll do this for 10 plus years, right? And then get into her 30s and then pretend that none of this shit happened and as if none of these niggas can sense the smut energy. Hold up. Let's get back to it.
5: And like, okay, maybe if all these women are saying like that they want to have kids and they're having a really hard time doing that mm-hmm. and finding a right man at that age because that like most of them are taken whatever, um, then, you know, you have to be because, smart with your plan.
4: I guess it's kind of hard because you're like you see so many options, right? Like obviously we do these when you're younger. Obviously we do these videos and we see, you know, women's DMs and getting all this validation and all this stuff. It's kind of hard to to fathom that this ride is going to be over, right? The ride of having all of this validation from all these guys is going to come to an end. They don't.
1: You mean the ride from the cock carousel?
4: See the end of the road. 10 years from now. Right. They're looking at what's happening in front of them uh, in that present time. So I think a lot of women need to look at other women, other older women and their examples and kind of learn from that. Right. So that you,
1: what did I say earlier? Big mama's house, right? Big mama. The older woman who in a lot of ways represented the matriarchy, but at least she was productive as the matriarchy. At least she cooked, at least she cleaned. At least she was honest, at least she was caring, at least she was considerate. For a lot of for a lot of us men who've grew up, we've had we've had grandmothers who wore these things. Right? Our our appreciation from women in a lot of cases, especially for black men, usually came from our grandmothers. Not to say that our mothers didn't get that, but our grandmothers were almost the grand representation of that for a woman you know what i'm saying so there is that we're done with that shit it's only like 30 seconds anyway um because it's like you know it's like you can't be purple pill about this shit in my opinion you can have that purple pill mindset you can just react to videos and have like a two-dimensional and i get it i mean Motherfuckers is not trying to get canceled, so people are going along with it. Their shit is getting monetized, so they don't want to make any risk. I don't give a fuck about any of those shit. I, if I don't want fucking ads, I don't want fucking ads. Y'all cocksuckers aren't going to pay me regardless, so I don't give a shit about it. Being monetized, I don't care about none of that shit. Just let the information get out. My information doesn't have a price tag. Now, I know a lot of these people may be disappointed or they might feel some type of way that I'm presenting their their information. But I'm only doing that with care and consideration for what they do. This these are the people that I appreciate and the people that I listen to. So I don't slander. I don't slander any of these people, including fresh and fit. And when I did speak my mind on fresh and fit, there was no um, there wasn't any fucking. um You know, uh, uh, there wasn't any Fresh and Fit footage or anything that I reviewed from Fresh and Fit until recently. And the shit that I've actually reviewed from Fresh and Fit were mostly shit that I agreed with. So, you know, you kind of take everything that you listen to, especially with me, with a grain of salt. I don't give a fuck. See, like, with me, like, I'm used to my shell. You know what I mean? My shell and, and, and my spirit, who I am. And what I represent, I I can't get caught up in just being criticized or just being afraid that somebody's going to listen to this and feel some type of way. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. What I need to say is going to be said. And the reason why I put it on the podcast platform is that it's going to be represented forever. When I die. This information will still be out in one way shape or another archived or whatever, because I'll live and die by the shit that I believe. And this understanding that I came into with life where it's like, it's not just red pill. It's just outside of identifying with just race or outside with just identifying with a political side. You know, I get political here every now and then I admit it. I tend to put a filter on it. Cause I know a lot of people may not understand God forbid, if there's a black conservative out there, you know, it's like, it's like the fucking end of the world. When a nigga will tell you a straight up nigga, I use that word comfortably because I'm a nigga. When a straight up nigga tells you, yeah, I fuck with Trump. It's like the end of the world. They look at this nigga as, as if he's mentally ill, right? But these other people have that hive mind and they just go along to get along with the political plantation. And these niggas fall by the wayside either fucking way. We're all in the same boat. We're all in the same country. But if things are going to be divided, then so fucking be it. I'll, I'll put my line in the sand. Because I already have the mentality of where I don't need many friends. I don't need many followers. I I was kind of built. And I was born in a lot of ways to go in my own direction. because there'll be too much things that I disagree with and that people don't understand why I disagree with it. And I feel it's a waste of time and energy to constantly display it to people. If people don't understand where I'm coming from, then you'll never understand where I'm truly going. That's just life. If you don't understand where I'm coming from, then you'll never understand where I'm going. And my goal is to keep you as far away from possible from my resources and what I have to bring to the table, because if anything gets tested or if, if my livelihood is on the line or people are trying to take what I have it's wartime, you know what I'm saying? A lot of guys just aren't really built in, in, in that way, when it comes to dealing with a lot of issues, they're, they're more passive. You gotta have that aggression. You have to have that demon within you. You have to. You can't be going around being all angelic around these fucking meaningless bitches. They don't. They don't take what you say in consideration. That's the harsh reality, really, for Mando's Fear Monday. They don't take anything that you say in consideration. It's what you can do for for most of these women, and that's why these women make terrible mothers, aka single mothers. They make. And, and for a woman who gets offended, who's who's a single mother, I want you to understand something. You are where you are at for a reason. Take it however the fuck you want to take it. You are where you're at for a reason. Just like me. I came up not doing shit with my life. I finally got into a point where I'm 33 and, and getting to a point where I'm getting even to a higher position, getting even more money. Right. So I already know what it's like for me to come up from nothing. No support. Nothing. Some family, most people on the outside, nothing. So I have that cold, I have that, I have that cold heart when it comes to dealing with people. Because I know how fickle and how fake a lot of people can be. That false support and that false security of you thinking, you know, you believing that people have, you know, your best intentions. Are or people are, people are on your team or people are on your side because they're around you. And I've gotten to a point where I felt the most loneliness when I was around people I couldn't relate to. I was around people just to be around people, but I couldn't relate to those niggas. I was on my own. I was, like I said, I, God in a way sort of gave me, I wouldn't say that in the sense of, being said, I, I'm chosen. I don't fucking give a shit about that belief or, you know, the Christian Christianity way of thinking. I'm saying, like, I was sort of given or I've took this. I've took this path that I knew was always there. I knew it was always there. I knew there would be a time that I would have to walk alone, that I would have to live alone, that I would have to maintain. And in most cases that I had to suffer in silence. I knew it. I knew. I knew. That the decisions that I was making was affecting me long-term. I just didn't give a fuck about it at the time. And, you know, to be realistic, to say that there's no regret in that would be a lie. Especially if that result is being where I'm at today, talking about the things that I'm talking from. I'm talking from a phone, and I'm not talking... To my to my family members, I'm not talking from a jail cell, or they're not crying over my coffin. I was already blessed in that sense. Because there was a lot of friends that I had that unfortunately were not blessed in that sense. They chose to go along with what everybody else promoted for them. You get caught up in the critics, you get caught up in the back talk, you get caught up with the fakes, the snakes, the backstabbers. You get caught up with those people. They'll try to bring you down to their level. But if you don't pay them any mind and if you stay to yourself and if you worry about your purpose, there's benefits along the way. I'm not going to be one of those people who are unrealistic and tell you that everything is going to be okay at th- from that point going forward. No, you're going to be tested. In the same way A lot of the religious people believe that when you become one with faith, you become one with God, God will put obstacles in your way to test your faith. And I feel in a lot of ways in my time becoming who I am today, I've been tested. I've learned my lessons. And one of the biggest lessons that I've learned, And I've talked about this within the Custodial Chronicles, right? One of the biggest lessons that I learned was (laughs) be careful what you wish for, as they all say, right? And believe it or not, as dumb as it sounds, I never generally understood what that meant. Like, I knew the meaning behind it, but I didn't necessarily get it until it happened to me. And... During those times, the Custodial Chronicles, or before even the Custodial Chronicles, before I even got back into podcasting, when I was working, well, actually, I was still podcasting a little bit here and there. I was doing mostly uh, um, the Facebook. I was doing more of the, the Facebook page during that time, but I was doing a lot of live videos, and I was talking about the same shit, except I was, my face was on camera and all that. And I talked about... <sighs> how I wanted to leave that particular job that I was at at that time, because my old job, the job that I was at previously, uh, I was trying to get back into that job. And I believed that if I just got back to that job, everything would be great. i would be making good money. You know, um, I wouldn't mind driving to the area because I've been there before. It's really, I wouldn't say a peaceful, but it's very, it's a quiet town so it was never like a thing with traffic getting there and i was thinking about all these great things and then when i left when i left that job eventually and got back into that job it took me like a month and i remember doing what i'm doing right now i'm sitting in my car i'm i'm i'm, I'm doing doing my breaks and i just sat there and said to myself i really chose to go back here like i made that I made that sort of, it wasn't a wish. It was just something that I hoped would happen. A wish and a hope is kind of different. But then again, it's the same fucking thing if you think about it. But it was sort of a wish, actually, now that I think about it. Like, you know, if I can just get back to where I'm at, where I was at before, I'll be just fine. And I was sitting in there in my car a month into the job that I was currently in. And I just remember feeling real depression. Like... If you ever seen those commercials, like where the antidepressants, it's like the cloud that follows over the person and everybody else is out there running around enjoying the day. Like the sun is out, but underneath you, it's always constant rain, right? Like I I resonate with that shit because that's what that that cloud came over me. And that that cloud was a hard one to get shelter from. I'm telling you. And it was just me dude, like I wasn't, I didn't have, I didn't have anybody around. I had nobody to talk to. I was dealing with meaningless bitches, but conversating with them, let alone interacting with them was, was just terrible. It wasn't really worth, you know what I mean? It wasn't really worth that time and consideration to really do. So I was, like I said, I was mostly to myself. Um, Even today, so from there, it was like even more of an isolation. Like I was, I was ashamed. I was ashamed of myself. I generally felt shame for myself for for the first time in my life. Like I've, I chosen to go back to a place that I would, I would later on hate and despise. I wouldn't wish that job on my worst enemy. I wouldn't wish that job on my worst enemy. Um, just being where I'm at today, like I said, and like that depression that hit me. I really, from that point understood, be careful what you wish for. I didn't understand before, but that night when I was in my car, probably around this time, I said to myself, damn, should have been careful what I wish for. And that was, from that point going forward, let's see, November, maybe? So December, and this is before Christmas. I just had that regret and shame. And I didn't want to feel that shit anymore. But I dealt with it, you know what I mean, as I always do fight it out, do the best I can with what I have. In a lot of cases, it's just me. And that like attitude, like I said, that affects a man tremendously. I'm very honest with who I am. Like I don't, I can't, I can never trust a woman today. The way that i ignorantly did in the past i was ignorant in the past i didn't know I, w- I had a lack of knowledge and a lack of understanding once it fully kicked in once those red pills fully kicked in and i it fully digested in my system i have a completely different way of thinking this doesn't mean i won't get into a relationship with a woman because i'm only human i don't claim the MGTOW lifestyle i respect and appreciate those, especially those content creators who have that information from that sector. I don't even like to use the term sector because I'm just who I am, and I represent who I re- I represent who and what I represent. So, if a content creator who's MGTOW has good information, I'm going to acknowledge him. Red Pill, it more same. It doesn't at this point, dude. Like, I'm really done with the division shit. I like who I like. I dislike who I dislike. I don't make it a fucking... I don't, I don't make it a team this or I oppose that. The only thing that I oppose going forward is feminism and the activities and the behaviors of the modern day woman. That's all. You dig? That's all. Nothing more, nothing less. And I was talking about suffering in silence. And I want to give a shout out to this individual. Okay? You guys made recognize his voice and i'm playing this for a reason because it's not really about the messenger it's about the message
6: a lot of men don't speak about this but a lot of men
1: self-insiders also when
6: you when you a provider and you a real real provider but you are really unhappy and you're not feeling like you're being celebrated in a proper manner you feel like you're only being tolerated like a lot of people be like why Certain men don't go home. Like when I was in the streets, I used to hate going home because I, I feel like it's cool, but I ain't welcome though. Cause it don't feel embracing when I go home. It's like yeah. y'all act like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Thanks. And a lot of men suffer from that and not knowing that it's okay to have your man came. You have to go in your solitude and have your time for yourself in order for you to release. Cause we we so busy being tough and harboring all these resentment and emotions and yeah. all the shit we deal with. You know
1: what I, mean? I heard it was blood clots and shit Alright I gotta play that again Fuck Kevin Samuels No disrespect a lot of men. No disrespect to Kevin Samuels That was Kevin Gates Shout out to Kevin Gates Cause the Kevin Samuels shit With Nicki Minaj was about to loop back around But I gotta play this one more time
6: I Don't speak about this But a lot of men are
1: still silence also right.
6: When you when you a provider And you a real real provider But you are already unhappy really And you're not feeling like you're being celebrated in a proper manner. You feel like you're only being tolerated. Like a lot of people be like, why certain men don't go home? Like when I was in the streets, I used to hate going home because I I feel like it's cool, but I ain't welcome though. Cause it don't feel embracing when I go home. It's like, y'all act like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And a lot of men suffer from that and not knowing that it's okay to have your man cave. You have to go in your solitude and have your time for yourself. In order for you to release, because
1: we, we, I, I Do I not talk about solitude? See, everything that I've talked about is coming full circle. Everything that I've talked about from the past is coming full circle. This is why I tell people, I don't come on here to sugarcoat and bullshit with niggas. I'm not on here pedestalizing bitches. I'm not doing that. Fuck that shit. If a motherfucker sees me as just a bitter person for being that way, then fine. You can classify me whatever, however the fuck you want to classify me. See, men, you got to really think about this. What about the men who've already went their own way? You think that those guys no longer suffer silence? We've already made the decision that most of these modern women are not worth relationships, let alone, in uh, most cases, sexual intercourse. A lot of us had no choice but to be comfortable in solitude. I am, in fact, one of those people. And it wasn't just solitude from women. It was just solitude from this society. Like it never really it never generally hit me until I got into my later 20s. When I was reaching 30, it really hit me to where it was like, damn. Like, the shit that a woman will do for somebody else, there's so much care and consideration. Oh, thanks. I appreciated that. Today, when a man does it, it's like you're expected to do that. So you don't have that care and consideration that if a woman did it, see what I mean? And I want to point this out, and I think I'm going to be doing this tomorrow as tomorrow's topic. Men suffer in silence. Women suffer in surround sound. (laughs) Men suffer in silence, women suffer in surround sound. I'm gonna save that as a topic right now, actually, for Toxic Tuesdays, okay? Toxic Tuesday. Men, I'm gonna put this down real quick. And that's going to be a doozy. That's going to be a good one tomorrow. That's going to be a really good one. Because there's a lot of points that I got to point out. And the reason why I'm pointing these points out is because. See the thing about women. And the thing about. Depression. Is that. There will always be a support system for that woman, for that group of women. It doesn't matter at that point how she looks. Granted, if she's more attractive, she will get that attention and even more validation. But even a woman who is less attractive, even a woman who's generally not attractive at all, any conversation with her talking about suicide, everybody's like attended to her. Are you OK? This and that. Yeah. So a guy. they Come on. I've been in those situations like and this is where I knew that the world doesn't give a fuck about man right I remember a week I brought this up before but I'm gonna breathe, I'm gonna be more transparent because I need to to prove this point I was really depressed one week and um I mean really like I was really to that point whether you call it a breaking point or however you want to put it, I was, I was to that point where I was just tired of just living the way that I was living. And I knew it didn't matter how I cried. It didn't matter the people I've reached out to. Nobody gave a fuck. Nobody gave a shit. It was almost expected. You got to man up. You got to do this and that and all this other shit. And (laughs) Friday night comes, I'm, I'm driving home from work. There's a bunch of traffic, it's Friday night. And I'm in my car and just bad, like real bad thoughts are in my head, you know? Real, like real bad, negative thoughts. And I said to myself, you know, tonight, if, if, if I don't, if there's something that doesn't help Whatever I'm going through, I'm just going to end it. And I've been saying this shit. I was on Facebook saying this shit. And, you know, nobody gave a fuck about me. Nobody. Nobody gave a shit about me, bro. Nobody. And I was I I, I was close. I can just say that I was close. There was something uh, I it, it just I wasn't going out like that. That was just the final verdict. I wasn't going out like that. But I realized when I picked myself up and I and I started doing better, I started to lose even more people around me. So it's like, damn, y'all want me to fail? Y'all want me to be like, Y'all, oh, that's not happening. So when I make moves and when I progress. It's like a big fuck you to them, to everybody. Because there's people that didn't want to see me in this position. There was people that would have been satisfied and would have enjoyed me killing myself. And that's the reality. There would be people satisfied, happy, damn near applauding if that would have ever happened. Because them niggas would have said, we knew he wasn't strong enough. We knew he wasn't this. We knew he wasn't that. Fuck that. Fuck that. And because I had to go through that by myself, nobody was there. My energy today is completely different. It's that fuck the world mentality. If niggas don't understand it, I don't want them niggas around me. I don't want them niggas around me. I don't need a group. I don't need a gang. I don't need an organization. Fuck all that shit. It's just me. One deep. Still doing what I need to do, still bringing that information, still living life. Man, it's not the end of the fucking world. It may feel like it sometimes. You may have already came to that realization that it's only you. You may have came to that realization that all of those so-called friends and those women that you have, they're not going to be there when you need them. But hopefully you're strong enough like I was. And found everything that you needed to satisfy you from within, and to be able to have the self accountability that most women do not have, and to come to that understanding—not in a way of hate, just a way of realizing. I don't hate women. I just realize women. I don't hate society. I realize the. the I I realize the condition our society generally. Is in. It's it's in a bad condition. We've allowed. The women. In large numbers. To spread this belief. This ideology of dominance. And. Wrapping it up. Putting a bow on it. And disguising it as equality. Yeah we figured that out. We already figured that shit out. The jig is up for that one. We understand that. Now it's dealing with these men dealing with these dealing with these developing men we're in a dark age and if we don't if we don't participate in trying to make things better and sometimes that means being as raw and disrespectful as possible if we're not willing to do that it's over and it's not just over for us. It's over for the children being born, the single mother households, the fatherless America. Shout out to Tommy Sotomayor. The fatherless America and the fatherless generation that we currently live in. And that teaching of gynocracy, that teaching of feminism being great. And as a man, you know, you are the villain, you are the bad guy, be nicer to women Be courteous to women. You are the bad guy. Be nicer to women. Be courteous to women. You are the bad guy. Open doors. Be chivalrous to women. You are the bad guy. Support feminism. Support support emasculating the modern men while somehow these other top guys, nobody has a problem with them, right? They like those men just the way they are, but they want to change you. You got to be that person to say, fuck you back. That's what you have to do as a man going forward. Now, I don't like going back and forth with people. Unless it's a conversation, of course. Unless it's a constructed debate of some sort. Argument going back, I just don't have the tolerance and patience, especially for a man to feel that he can raise his tone to me. We can settle this fist to cuffs. But I'll I'll never let somebody raise their voice and actually yell at me without me, without me um, reacting in the way that most men will react. Now, a lot of women can say, well, that's toxic. Bitch, fuck you. I'm toxic then. What the fuck? And see, look, this is why there's always this sort of scale that's involved. And it's always tipping back and forth. There's never balance. There's never balance. It's always hot one minute, cold the next minute, on one minute, off the next minute, love one minute, hate the next minute. Some would say that's the female emotion. That's why a woman who's capable of loving is just as quick and is capable of hating. The person or the man who she says Gave her the most orgasms. One minute could be the same guy whose dick is the size of a pinky the next minute. Am I lying? That's the question of tonight. Am I fucking lying? See what I mean? Am I lying or not? I don't think I am. I think I'm being accurate. And I think I'm being honest. And you know, even though we're over two hours, I didn't even want to do two hours tonight. It's fucking nine twenty-six. I was about to wrap this shit up at nine thirty and I just might do so. Because I still have a couple of things that I need to do in this fucking hellhole before I can leave. And I'm not calling it a hellhole because I don't I don't like it here. I just don't want to be here. I don't wanna be in this fucking job, man. So I spent two hours a day <laughs> in my car, practically yelling at my smartphone. And, uh, you know, I enjoy it. It's therapeutic for me. Shout out to Black Ram, 313 Because you know this shit is therapeutic, man. Only people who understand that, content creator, will understand that catchphrase. But, you know, I'm facing, it's not difficult times, you know. I'm just being a piece of shit. I'm talking about how tough this week is going to be coming up without no weed. And it's going to be tough because I'm, I'm used to smoking. I, I like to smoke. I'm, I'm actually, like I said earlier, um, not earlier in this episode, but earlier today in the previous episode, I'm thinking about getting a vape pen and um, just doing more vapes, you know, not necessarily trying to uh, smoke as much. But I don't mind smoking. I'm just looking for uh, alternative ways to possibly save money. Like I said, it is, you know, people who smoke, you know what it is, man. Like, you get this legal shit today. I'm looking up the prices and shit. You know, they're kind of dicking niggas over. I'm not really about giving extra money to the fucking government. The same people who are trying to shut this shit down are giving my money to the state. The same people who will try to shut a fucking man down in a heartbeat. A heartbeat when it comes to a divorce or a relationship. I'm not really beat with all that, so I'm going to continue to smoke my weed illegally. I don't give a fuck about this state. I don't give a fuck about the people in this state. I'm conservative. I voted Republican, so I don't really give a shit about these Democrats. I don't care about these. I don't care about that crooked, crooked tooth bastard, uh, 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 Phil Murphy. I don't see. I I live on the outskirts, so niggas ain't gonna fuck with me off top, and that is perfectly fine. See, I like my enemies to declare themselves as enemies. See, at the same time, I want to have enough strategy to know how I'm going to deal with that energy, uh, how I'm going to deal with that enemy ahead of time. You see, you see what I mean? So like in anything that I do from who I was growing up to who I am today, I, I still have that mentality. I still have that survivalist mentality. By any means, I don't, I don't promote violence, but I do promote defending yourself. You know what I mean? I do promote that. (laughs) I do promote that. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of niggas out there understand what I'm saying. A lot of niggas out there can attest to what I'm saying. Can probably come up with certain situations that involve Me particularly defending myself, but it is what it is. I don't promote violence. I'm too like I'm too fucking old, dude. Like I I don't do rapping. I like making music, but that's like my hobby. That's my passion. I don't associate with rappers. Like I don't want rappers to rap over my shit. I've gotten to a point where it's like I'm cool with what I do. It's like my I am I am the man cave. I'm the human man cave. I want to be left alone a lot of time. And like I bring that I bring that energy. I don't give a shit. When I go to work, I wear my headphones. When I see people, I say hello, how are you doing? If they talk back, cool. If they don't, fine. I'm at least being respectful in that matter. But but honestly, dude, other than that. I don't really give a fuck. You see what I mean? Like, however a person takes what I say is however they're going to take what I say. I can't put everything, I can't wrap everything in a bow for everybody to enjoy. This shit is for a particular audience. And this particular audience has nothing to do with race. It's the mindset. My relation to my relation to race is like my relation to rocket science really. I mean, I understand the struggles. I've been prejudged. I've dealt with racist people. I've done all that. I've dealt with all that shit, but I don't play the victim because of it. I I actually believe I'm a stronger person because of that. I can have conversations about race with other people of other races, and it's not a fucking big deal. You know what I'm saying? We're all adults here. You know what I'm saying? And if, and if you can't take the information for what it is, Go somewhere else, motherfucker. I don't give a shit about motherfuckers like that. Nitpicking. Oh, you should do this. Go somewhere else. That's where, like I said, the, the line in the sand has to be drawn at a certain point. It has to be drawn at a certain point because there's a lot of people who just don't understand that there's other people who have other ways of thinking. I actually don't spend time criticizing feminists as I should be. I should be going even harder at feminists, but I choose not to. I just point out a little bit of the behaviors for modern day women and how it could be an influence from the feminazis. That's all I do. But it is what it is, man. It's another productive night. I actually missed out on one video. Should I play that last video? 9.32. Should I play the last video? What video is it? Uh well nah I'll do that tomorrow. We'll do all that shit tomorrow, man. It's another day, dude. Two hours and fourteen fucking minutes, dude. I didn't plan on doing anything this long at all, brother. Telling you, I was planning on doing something less than two hours. But hey, I was in that mood today, and like it was a I wasn't in a good mood. But I didn't. I've been in worse moods. But I also wanted to address a lot of things on my mind. I feel at times because I try to realistically see myself as a host, I have to bring other things to the table and other topics. But every now and then there's things that are on my mind that I need to address. You know what I'm saying? Like, As a man, a lot of us will simply suffer in silence. There's only a few of us that are able to be as transparent and as realistic as possible in talking about our indifferences, talking about our problems. Yes, we have problems, women. (laughs) Yes, it's the women that hurt us, you're right. (laughs) We are in a state of incarceration psychologically, emotionally, and mentally. This prevents us from being who we truly are destined to be. On a psychological term, because the other people on the outside or the other people within your circle won't understand it. Emotionally, because you will suffer in silence. <laughs> you think you think you think I haven't cried before? You think I haven't felt depressed, even suicidal before? I have. But I knew. Even now, talking about it, it's uncomfortable, but at the same time, fuck it, it it happened. What the fuck, like, (laughs) I'm not gonna, I can't just pretend that it never happened. And it's one of those things that actually jump-started my attitude and bettering myself. So even though it's, I guess, traumatic to even talk about it, very uncomfortable to talk about it. I get very uncomfortable. But at the same time, it's about realism. That's where I was at emotionally incarcerated by everybody else on the outside who didn't give a fuck about me. The people who said that they were going to be there to support me, they weren't fucking there. And I had to learn that firsthand. I actually had to experience as a lot of people say, hitting that rock bottom to really understand the bigger, the bigger picture. And I did understand it mentally. The incarceration is the acceptance of others, the criticism of others, the criticism of oneself, the sincerity of one's spirit and the purity or the clarity of one's mind played a big role in my incarceration as a man being held back or being felt that I should be held back or being felt that I was held back for what I look like for or for who I represent or for what I represent as a man. And there's something that I wanted to point out before I ended this, and this was from, I forgot who did this, and I don't mean to be disrespectful, but I really forgot. I didn't have the time, the actual time, to find a name, and it was kind of like a, a ass backwards um, quote that I had to rearrange, but it's it goes a little something like this. Women will talk about constantly being sexualized but partake in all of the challenges that sexualize them for profit. Women will talk about constantly being sexualized, right? Being treated like a sex object, being this, being that, but will easily partake in all challenges that sexualizes them for profit. Um, IG models, maybe, uh, porn stars to be extreme are the only fans. That is the medium. Am I wrong? The urge of love over respect by men is very detrimental to our society as a whole, to our our civilization, essentially. When you have guys who will choose to be loved over respected by women, this is very dangerous. This is why a lot of men are being used. A lot of men are being manipulated. A lot of men are being hurt, real pain, hurt. And yeah, the woman talked about the suicides, but it's just as bad for the men. Men are killing themselves left and right. Over, in a lot of cases, women. You see all these murders and suicides from these men. This is what society has created. This is what society has produced. The unfaithful, unpresentable, unapproachable woman within all races, colors, shapes, But that's that's the truth. And for the guys who point out the hypocrisies of the women, they are the guys who are called women haters. And if I generally hated women, I wouldn't be fucking talking about them. If I really hated something, I wouldn't talk about it as much. I really wouldn't. Because I know I don't want to be a quote unquote hater. See what I said? If there's something that I generally hate, I won't talk about it as much. Even if it's the nature of women and their behaviors, I don't talk about that 24 seven here. It is a lot of times connected to a lot of the topics because this is the red pill related podcast. And I feel that for who I am and for the time that I put in, I do this very well. I just hope and wish that other people could understand that and other people will participate, but we'll only see how that goes going forward. God willing. I'm a, I'm a simple man. Like, and there's nothing wrong with being a simple man. I don't understand, and I know it's like the Kevin Samuels way. It's like the high value this and the high value that shit. And bro, I'm not hating at all, bro. Like, I always look at that shit as cool. Like niggas that's making a lot of money, fucking a lot of bitches. To me, that's cool. But I don't want to be that. <laughs> Am I wrong for saying that? Hey, this nigga makes two hundred thousand. He has this going on, that going on. I never hate, I congratulate, I salute to those niggas, right? But I don't feel that that should just be the motto of every man. There's gonna be guys who are plumbers. There's gonna be guys who are lawyers. There's gonna be guys who are doctors. There's gonna be guys who are custodians and janitors, right? And we are at the bottom of the barrel any fucking way. Then a bitch sees a check and she's going crazy, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the prejudgment of men. And it gets even deeper. And it gets even darker. But I'm not going to go too deep into it. It's 9.40. Get ready to wrap this up. Finish this fucking... Finish this job so I can go to fuck home. Grab something to eat. Take my black ass home and go to sleep. Nah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to sleep when I get home. It's one of those days, man. Anyway... As I always say, in the meantime, and in between time, I am Jersey Judah. This has been another episode of the Red Pill Party podcast, and I will catch you guys tomorrow. Uh, With how things are and how things are going to be, I will most likely just be doing the rest of the week at night. So for the rest of the week. You know, the next time that you guys will hear my voice will most likely be tomorrow around this time. But until then, I'm out. Peace.